When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. Port, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the September edition of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. This month, we're going to be taking up written standards. So, codes of conduct, training on your codes of conduct, policies and procedures, Then we're going to take a deep dive into some specific policies that you should have uh, in your compliance program. This is really the nuts and bolts of compliance, and you'll get a lot out of this month. In this first edition, we're going to introduce written standards. The cornerstone of any best practices compliance program is written protocols. This includes a code of conduct, policies, and procedures. These elements have long been memorialized in the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines, the DOJ's opinion releases regarding compliance programs, the 2020 FCPA Resource Guide, both the DOJ and SEC enforcement actions, the 2003 Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs, or ECCP, and of course the FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy. There are three levels of standards and controls, conduct, code of conduct standards, and policies and procedures. Every company should have a code of conduct that expresses its ethical principles. But a code of conduct is not enough. A code of conduct is implemented through your compliance policies. It is further operationalized through your compliance procedures. The DOJ made this clear in the ECCP when it stated, Any well-designed compliance program entails policies and procedures that give both content and effect to ethical norms and that address and aim to reduce risks identified by the company as a part of its risk assessment process. As a threshold matter, prosecutors should examine whether the company has a code of conduct that sets forth, among other things, the company's commitment to full compliance with relevant federal laws that is accessible and applicable to all company employees. As a corollary, prosecutors should also assess whether the company has established policies and procedures that incorporate the culture of compliance into its day-to-day operations. In the ECCP, the DOJ has presented us with several questions you can ask around your policies and procedures and your code of conduct. For instance, What is the company's process for designing and implementing a code of conduct and policies procedures? Other questions include, 
who has been involved in the design of the Code of Conduct, Policies, and Procedures? Has the business unit been consulted prior to rolling out? Another area of inquiry is whether the company has implemented policies and procedures which called out the illegal conduct. Another area is whether corporate functions with ownership over policies and procedures have been held accountable for their implementation of oversight. Finally, are they accessible to employees? How is the company communicating the policies and procedures relevant to bribery and anti-corruption compliance programs, and how has the company evaluated the usefulness of these policies and procedures? The ECCP also provided some excellent points for the compliance professional around compliance programs and procedures. It lists four general areas with attendant questions. Number one, design. What is the company's process for designing and implementing new policies and procedures and updating existing policies and procedures, and has that process changed over time? Two, who has been involved in the design of policies and procedures? Have business units been consulted prior to rolling them out? Number two, comprehensiveness. What efforts has the company made to monitor and implement policies and procedures that reflect and deal with the spectrum of risks the company faces, including changes to its legal and regulatory landscape? Three, accessibility. How has the company communicated its policies and procedures to all employees and relevant third parties? If the company has foreign subsidiaries, are the linguistic or other barriers to foreign employees' access? Have the policies and procedures been published in a searchable format for easy reference? Does the company track access to various policies and procedures to understand what policies and procedures are attracting more attention from relevant employees? Four, gatekeepers. What, if any, guidance and training has provided been provided to key gatekeepers in the control process, i.e. those with authority, approval, or certification responsibility? Do they have misconduct to look for? Do they know when and how to escalate? A final area would include responsibility for operational integration. Who has responsibility for integrating policies and procedures? Have they been rolled out in a way that ensures employees' understandings of the policies? In what specific areas are the policies and procedures reinforced through the company's internal controls? So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the cornerstone of any best practices compliance program is its written protocols. Number two, written standards work to prevent, detect, and remediate. And number three, what are the specific written protocols you should have in your compliance program going forward. I hope you will join me tomorrow in day two, where we take up the topic of clearly articulated written standards. If you like more information in a detailed manner, check out the Compliance Handbook 4th Edition, published by LexisNexis. I link to it in the show notes. It is the standard for a best practices compliance program by a single author. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.